Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1915, Seven Habits of Highly Effective Runners by Leah Genders of leahgendersfitness.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Welcome back to another edition of Optimal Health Daily. This is where I read to you from some of the best health and fitness blogs on the web, kind of like an ongoing audiobook. And don't forget, we have a bunch of shows covering a bunch of different topics. Check them all out by searching for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this. Today's topic, as you heard from the title, is about running. I'll be honest with you, I am not a fan of running. I played soccer for nine years and never came around to liking running. So if you're like me, I get it. But even if you are like me, I promise you'll find today's post not only informative, but inspiring too. So, Listen on as we get right to the post and optimize your life. Seven Habits of Highly Effective Runners by Leah Genders of leahgendersfitness.com If you want to be a better runner, then it makes sense that you should focus on running more. But there is more to being successful than just running. Highly effective, meaning fast and injury-free runners, don't just run. They follow these seven habits. 1. Run consistently. The most successful runners run consistently, week after week, year after year. In order to improve, you have to lace up those shoes on a regular basis. Work to build up fitness slowly over time and get in the habit of hitting the pavement on a regular basis. This doesn't mean you need to go from 0 to 30 miles per week. That's a recipe for injury. Work towards a consistent running schedule over the long term. 2. Eat well. Athletes fuel properly for performance by consuming a variety of nutrient-dense whole foods. Aim for a mix of healthy carbohydrates, fats, and protein in your diet. Eating too little for your activity level can affect performance in a negative way, just as over-consuming can leave you feeling bloated and sluggish. Finding the balance of healthy foods you enjoy in proper portions is the key to success. 3. Recover well. Great runners recover well. For proper recovery from those workouts, aim for seven to nine hours of sleep each night. Don't underestimate the importance of sleep as it relates to running success. 
most of our body's recovery processes happen during sleep. If you're not improving over time despite your best efforts, sleep, or the lack thereof, may be to blame. We always seem to be looking for the magic bullet to achieve our goals, new supplements, intense workout routines, macro manipulation, and meal timing. While these things can be helpful as we work to meet our goals, we shouldn't be attempting advanced strategies until the basics are covered. Sleep is an important basic. Are you getting seven to nine hours of quality sleep? Speaking of recovery, rest days are an important part of any successful runner's training cycle. For best results, allow at least 48 hours in between intense workouts. Adaptations like getting faster and stronger happen during rest, not during the workout. So be sure you give your body the time it needs to recover and rebuild. Alternate between high-intensity workouts with low-intensity workouts and rest days. An example week might look like this. Monday, high-intensity interval workout. Tuesday, rest day or active recovery, like walking or gentle yoga. Wednesday, low-intensity workout. Thursday, high-intensity or low-intensity workout. Friday, low-intensity workout or rest day. Saturday, a long run. And Sunday, rest day. Try to avoid back-to-back intense or long workouts in order to properly recover. It's not about hammering yourself into the ground for results. Your body will thank you and you will reap the benefits in your performance. Four, log workouts. Great runners track their workouts and progress in training logs. In order to reach your goals, it's helpful to know where you are and where you came from. When you keep track of weekly mileage, average pace, as well as heart rate and intensity, you can make outcome-based decisions on what comes next in your training. Maybe you'll notice that you always feel drained with heavy legs on early morning runs, but feel fast and efficient in the afternoon. Tracking may reveal that too many speed work sessions in one week leaves you feeling drained and overworked. Maybe you find that adding an extra tempo run in a week improves your half marathon pace. It's hard to know what's working or not working until you track and monitor it. I noticed that if I ran more than two days in a row, I would experience some hip pain. I backed off running on that third day for rest and the hip pain went away. The journal helped me see that pattern and I adjusted my training plan to fit my needs. When you document your runs, you can follow the trends and make adjustments as needed. Keeping track of your runs, how you feel, and your recovery can help you make decisions that will set you up for success in the future. Five, strength train. In order to be a great runner, it pays to take some time for strength training. Runners can develop muscle imbalances and overuse injuries. Performing full-body workouts while focusing on strong hips, hamstrings, and core with a supplemental strength training program can help you become a faster, stronger, and less injury-prone runner. Six, stretch and foam roll. Most of us mere mortals have both overactive and underactive muscles. This means that some muscles are working too hard and are tight or are shortened or overactive, while other muscles are underactive and not pulling their weight, so to speak, so they need to be strengthened. Stretching and foam rolling can help with those overactive, tight muscles. Runners can improve overall flexibility and work to correct muscle imbalances by foam rolling before runs and stretching after every run. And seven, build mental toughness. Mental toughness is learning the difference between physical pain and mental pain. Never attempt to push through physical pain in the muscles or joints during runs. Physical pain is the body's way of notifying you that something is wrong. However, often the pain we feel is mental anguish. 
When we work to keep going, when our minds tell us to quit, or we push through another tough mile, lap, or rep, it builds the mental toughness that's necessary to be a highly effective runner. We almost always can do more than we think we can. Test that theory to watch your results skyrocket. You just listened to the post titled, Seven Habits of Highly Effective Runners by Leah Genders of leahgendersfitness.com. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Uh Uh-oh, there's that suggestion again, tracking your progress, keeping a journal, but I'm not gonna spend my commentary talking about this. Instead, I really like that Leah discussed how exercise can improve our mental toughness. In my experience, not based on any formal studies, I found that I've used some of the mental games I play to make it through a particularly grueling workout and apply them to my job. I've talked about how I love using pyramid-style workouts when I strength train. That's where I might start out by performing 10 repetitions of a certain weight, then rest for 30 seconds, then perform 9 repetitions, rest for another 30 seconds, perform 8 repetitions, rest, and so on, until I get down to 1 repetition. By the end, if you do the math, I would have performed 55 repetitions total. But by breaking it up, it doesn't feel like that many. So I use this pattern when, say, I have 50 emails I need to read and respond to. Instead of ignoring them or constantly dreading them and procrastinating, I will force myself to just start. Read and respond to just 10 of them. Then I'll take a break and work on something else. Then I'll come back and respond to nine emails take a break, work on something else, then come back and respond to eight, and so on. For me, this makes it feel like the work is definitely more manageable. All right, that'll do it for the Thursday episode. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I'll be back here tomorrow for the Friday Q&A, where your optimal life awaits.